Welcome to our podcast. I am Linda Messer. My husband Ron and I invite you to join us in our weekly broadcast of A New Voice of Freedom. Welcome to Season 4 of A New Voice of Freedom. The podcasts are taken from the four volumes In Defense of Christianity, written by Ronald Keith Messer. Podcast 68 is entitled The First Amendment, The Six Pillars of Freedom. If any one of the six pillars of freedom stated as law in the First Amendment falls, then freedom as we know it will fall. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof, or abridging the freedom of speech, or of the press, or the right of the people peaceably to assemble, and to petition the government for redress of grievances. Religion is protected by the First Amendment. Consider the actions of atheists who are trying to destroy Christianity. Speaking as a Christian, I assert that our First Amendment rights began to be taken away the moment atheists took over and introduced the false principle of separation of church and state. Nowhere in the Constitution or Bill of Rights does it say anything about separation of church and state. That is a lie promoted by atheists to destroy the power of Christianity in America. Prohibiting a state religion, which was part of the genius of our Constitution, is not the same thing as removing religion from our government. Let's look, for example, at the First Amendment from the point of view of protecting religious liberty. Pillar 1. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion. That is one of the greatest safety valves of our Constitution. World history has shown that people seeking power often use religion to rule the conscience of others. Religion has been used as a facade to gain total power. The First Amendment was intended to protect freedom of religion, not to take it away. It allows all religions the ability to have a voice. By claiming separation of church and state, however, atheists have taken away the voice of Christianity and in its place have established a secular religion that has taken over our nation and become our state religion. By trickery, they have bypassed the First Amendment and established a state religion which has given them total power, even the power over conscience, the life's vestige of freedom. They're using the forces of government to enforce their religion on all Americans. They use climate change, global warming, pandemics, and socialism as excuses to gain power. They give special treatment to people because of the color of their skin, their sexual orientation, their economic status, their heritage, their race, and so on, under the false claims of equity. They oppose fossil fuels, guns, and God-given equality. They claim gender is a choice. They preach abortion, language control, equity, and a strange thing called environmental justice. The left wishes to destroy the nuclear family. That is, marriage defined exclusively as a union between a man and a woman. They are enslaving us to all doctrines of the state religion which are being enforced by law. The fact that they are taking away freedom of speech, freedom of the press, the right of the people peacefully to assemble, and even the ability to petition the government for a redress of grievances is not applicable to the new state religion. Pillar 2. Congress shall make no law prohibiting the free exercise of religion. That only applies to the new state religion. They openly oppose Christianity. 
During the COVID-19 crisis, riots were permitted in the streets, even violent ones. But Christians in some instances were forbidden to peaceably assemble. One minister was arrested for peacefully protesting abortion clinics, one of the doctrines of the new state religion. Parents were called domestic terrorists for disagreeing with the new woke agenda in schools. The woke agenda is part of the new state religion. The rights of parents to protest are being taken away as the new religion encourages their children, without parental knowledge, to change their gender. Encouraged by converts to the new state religion posing as teachers or counselors or doctors. Even elementary schools, middle schools, and high schools have become conversion centers for the new state religion. The new state religion has taken over the newspapers, magazines, radio and television news organizations, and social media, as well as the executive branch, the legislative branch, and the judicial branch, including the Justice Department and FBI. The only ones who do not have the free exercise of religion are those who oppose the new state religion. In fact, terrorists are now defined as those who oppose the religion of the left. That is why our forefathers prohibited a state religion. Christianity is losing its voice by the state not allowing prayer or Bibles or crosses or Christmas celebrations in schools or on government property. Pillar 3. Congress shall make no law abridging the freedom of speech. In a totalitarian state, the first thing to go is freedom of speech. In fact, we can measure our freedom by our language. Does anyone doubt that our language is under the scalpel of the surgeons of the liberal left? Since a book could easily be written on the subject of the mutilation of the English language by the new state religion, let me simply give two examples. Example 1. Censorship Recently, the publishers of the children's books of Royal Doll have announced the following changes. They have made the books of Royal Doll gender neutral. Oompa Loompas are no longer small men, they are small people. Mothers and fathers were changed to parents or family. Cloud men was changed to cloud people. Tiny men and a hundred women were changed to people. Miss Trunchbull was changed from the most formidable female to the most formidable woman. Along with gender, they have removed references to race and physical appearance. Some words that have been banned are fat, ugly, crazy, black, flabby, and mad. What a subtle way to destroy freedom of speech. Of course, it doesn't stop there. A number of Dr. Seuss books have been banned because they portray people in ways that are hurtful and wrong. Wrong in whose eyes? Not mine. It is wrong in the eyes of the religion of the left. That which is wrong to the religion of the left will be enforced by law. We can expect that when the New World Order takes over. Example 2. Forbidden Pronouns Experts on the New State Religion preach that you avoid personal pronouns such as he, him, his, hers, she, or her. They suggest that you use they, them, or their regardless of grammar. It is best, however, if you fish the preferred pronoun out of someone before you address them. Until they tell you what gender they are, they are to be considered genderless, sexless, inhuman, aliens. They are oysters that can change their gender at will. The following appeared in Cosmopolitan Magazine. Introduce yourself first with your pronouns, advises relationship therapist Darcy Sterling, Ph.D., host of Ease Famously Single. Stay away from using specific pronouns like she, her, and he, him if you do not know someone's pronouns yet. Johns Hopkins University offers the following advice. You cannot guess someone's gender or pronouns by their appearance. If you accidentally use the wrong pronoun, apologize and correct yourself. If you are not sure of someone's pronouns, 
pay attention to how others refer to them. If it is still unclear, ask the person privately which pronouns they use. Be patient. It isn't always easy to learn new skills. The quote is from an article entitled, Here's an All-Encompassing Guide to Using Gender-Neutral Pronouns by Rachel Barina and Michelle Stansbury. They suggest instead of using they, them, or theirs, you use Z-E, Z-I-R, or Z-I-R-S. I apologize for not knowing the correct pronunciation, so I shall say it exactly as it is spelled. Z, Zer, and Zers. To the left, those sounds suggest neutrality of gender. I must admit that it certainly does that. It sounds like someone from another planet. It is very Martian. Beam me up, Scotty. If that isn't comfortable, they suggest you use E-Y, E-M, or E-I-R-S, pronounced I, M, and airs. They suggest using M-X rather than M-S, M-R-S, M-I-S-S, or M-R. It goes downhill from there. In another guide, the author suggested that rather than use the pronouns he, him, his, or himself, you use per, per, pers, and perself. Are you there yet? It gets stranger. They suggest that rather than say they, them, their, and theirs, or themselves, you use ve, ver, viz, viz, and berself. The silliness doesn't end. But where do you go when gender has no meaning? And regardless of the laws of nature, one can simply change gender by selecting the pronoun of choice. It is ironic that in their attempt to establish identity, they erase all identity, making everyone a blank. Taking out words such as fat and ugly are relatively harmless, but taking out all references to father and mother, and man and woman, and boy and girl is diabolic, and will lead to the destruction of society, with no coming back. Like Emerson, we cannot sell our liberty and our power to save others' sensibility. Or as the Apostle Paul said, why is my liberty judged of another man's conscience? But especially poignant is Emerson's advice when he said, It is alike your interest and mine, and all men's, however long we have dwelt in lives, to live in truth. Does this sound harsh today? You will soon love what is dictated by your nature as well as mine, and if we follow the truth, it will bring us out safe at last. I always fall back upon the couplet of Clough, the English poet. Play no tricks on thy soul, O man. Let fact be fact, and life the thing it can. That applies to gender as well. Pillar 4 Congress shall make no law respecting the freedom of the press. When I was young, we had a free press. The press was always at the forefront of the battle for freedom of speech and freedom of the press. One frequently heard of reporters who went to jail rather than reveal their sources. I remember once being in Russia, Leningrad, I think. I read the story of a bridge that spanned the Volga River that collapsed. It was a horrible disaster. The Pravda, the state newspaper, suppressed the story and millions of Russians never even heard of the disaster. I remember being proud that no such thing could ever happen in America. How naive I was. It never occurred to me that the American press would of their own accord forfeit the freedom of the press and turn into a propaganda machine for the left, just like the communist-controlled Pravda. The job of the major news outlets in America today is no longer to report news. Their job is to suppress news antithetical to their cause and to express news, even false news, that defends the religion of the left and to promote its doctrines. They ignore any story that is critical of the left and exaggerate stories that are critical of the right. Truth is not even relevant. The only truth that is religiously adhered to by the left is the cause itself. The left is true to the cause at the expense of facts, even at the expense of justice. 
The cause is the religion of the left. They repeat each other, using the same language. And though it contradicts the facts, they give authority to their lies by appealing to the very press that generated the lies. One news outlet quotes the other, and ultimately, regardless of the truth, the story gains credibility by appealing to the authority of the majority. It is a very strange system, but they are all faithful to the cause. They believe that the ends justify the means. They are true to their faith, even when lying is essential to defend it. They burn at the stake of public opinion anyone who contradicts them. Pillar 5. Congress shall make no law respecting the rights of the people peaceably to assemble. This has become the strangest doctrine of all. It is used by the state religion of the left in a way that no one could have anticipated. They simply assign the term peaceable demonstrations to those demonstrations, no matter how violent, such as Black Lives Matter, that they favor. And they assign the term riots to those demonstrations, no matter how benign, such as parents protesting at school board meetings. During the early stages of COVID-19, they prevented some Christian groups from congregating in a park to hold religious services while defending Black Lives Matter demonstrations, which took over entire city blocks, burned down buildings, defied police, destroyed property, and violently beat up innocent bystanders. Again, truth is irrelevant when the cause is everything. Pillar 6. Congress shall make no law prohibiting the right of the people to petition the government for a redress of grievances. This took a nasty turn when the FBI and the Justice Department became the inquisitors who raided the homes of conservatives and ignored questionable activities of active members of their religion. How can you have a redress of grievances if the Justice Department is the enemy? Compare, for example, how the riots which took over government buildings, destroyed statues, attacked police, and held entire city blocks hostages with the rioters of January 6th who stormed the Capitol. The January 6th rioters were hunted down and imprisoned. The thousands of other rioters, though lives were lost, were ignored or released with no penalty. When the Justice Department itself is the inquisitor who is given the right to petition the government for a redress of grievances, those who are members of the state religion, or those conservatives who are not, simply ask yourself how is Trump treated over government mishandling of classified documents, and how is Obama and Biden treated for the same offense? At this moment, the New York DA is threatening to arrest Trump over an issue where the statute of limitations ran out over five years ago. During a very dark time in history when thousands of innocent people were burned at the stake for being witches, death was the only evidence of innocence. For example, it was believed that a witch could not drown. Therefore, to determine if a poor woman was innocent, they threw her into the lake. If she drowned, she was innocent. If she floated to the top, she was guilty and burned at the stake. To our modern minds, that seems so unconscionable that we can hardly believe it. Today, it just takes different forms. How many different ways have the left tried to impeach Donald Trump? Their goal is to make even one charge stick so that he will be ineligible to run for president again. The Witchfinder General has been resurrected. He is no longer the Witchfinder General. He is now the Attorney General of the United States government. The First Amendment no longer exists in the new religion, and the Second Amendment is in the process of being defined out of existence. If the left dominates the Supreme Court, it won't be long before the Constitution and Bill of Rights have no real meaning. Look at Roe v. Wade. That decision in 1973 violated the Constitution and ignored states' rights and never should have been a law. In 1973, however, the left dominated the Supreme Court. They favored abortion. They ignored the Constitution and states' rights, became a law unto itself, and carried out the agenda of the left. 
The issue wasn't that abortion was forbidden by the Constitution. The issue was that abortion was not stated in the Constitution. Therefore, it fell to the states to decide if it was or was not permissible in individual states. The purpose of the Supreme Court is not to rewrite the Constitution. The purpose of the Supreme Court is to interpret the Constitution. When that is lost, the balance of power will fall. Fifty years later, a conservative court overturned Roe v. Wade against violent protests. Those who voted against Roe v. Wade received death threats posted on social media. The American people appeared to not be able to grasp the significance of the importance of sticking to the Constitution, regardless of personal opinion, and protecting the balance of power. It should not be relevant what party a member of the Supreme Court belongs to. A judge of the Supreme Court has the responsibility to be faithful to the Constitution. It is treason for a Supreme Court justice to change the Constitution to fit their own agenda. Again, I repeat, if any of the six pillars of freedom stated as law in the First Amendment falls, then freedom as we know it will fall. Thank you for listening. Watch for our next podcast.